Hello and welcome to Lessons with Dad. I'm here with my daughter Ruthie. Hi. And today we're going through Acts chapter 15. We're continuing from last week and this is going to be an interesting chapter. So Ruthie, why don't you go ahead and kick us off right here in verse 1. The Council at Jerusalem. Some men came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the brothers. Unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This brought Paul and Barnabas into sharp dispute and debate with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed, along with some other believers, to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and elders about this question. So, Ruthie, here you've got a Jewish tradition that people of circumcision that people had always done that came from Moses, and the Jews thought that everyone should do that, even under this new uh, religion with Jesus. But the Gentiles, and who are the Gentiles again? What does Gentile mean? Non-Jew. That's right. So good job. We got that. Uh, remembered that from last week. So all, which is everyone, that's the majority of the world that at the time is not Jewish people. So everyone else is like, and, and a bunch of these new believers that are not Jewish, that are Gentile, are saying, why should I have to follow these Jewish customs? And so sharp dispute came about. And again, look, that's normal with things. And, and even in churches today to have disputes, the key is to be able to resolve them harmoniously. Um, what foods can you eat? What can, you know, how can you dress? What can you do? What kind of music should we play in church? These are things that come up and people talk about and, and work through. So let, let's hear what they have with this, uh, with this here, Ruthie. The church sent them on their way, and as they told the Gentiles, wait, and as they traveled through um, Phoenicia. Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the Gentiles had been converted. This news made all the brothers very glad. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and elders to whom they reported everything God had done through them. So it's great news here, right? They they get there, they tell them about all the Gentiles that are believing. Look, everyone is happy. Everyone is happy because the message of Jesus is for everyone, not just one small group of people. So people are happy, but that does not mean that as you bring in different cultures, different people, there's not going to be some conflict. And so they're, they're going to have to work through this. So let's, let's hear what happens next. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to obey the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that sometime ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God who message of the gospel no, no, away. God, who... God who knows the heart showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them just as he did to us. So, right, that's a huge sign. So Peter's recounting from a few chapters ago when he went and met with the Gentiles, the non-Jews, and he was worried about it. He wasn't sure, but God made it clear to him. And then, just like we talked about, God uses miracles and, and uses the Holy Spirit to show that what is being said and done has his approval. So when they went and talked to the Gentiles and they believed in Jesus, he gave them the Holy Spirit. And that was God's 
blessing of approval to say, yes, these are my people. What they're doing and what you're saying is right. And so when they receive the Holy Spirit, you can't argue with God. So continue on here. He made no distinction between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the disciples a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. Oh, that is awesome right there, Ruthie. That is, and it's underlined in my, we underlined it in my Bible because look, he's saying we, the yoke, what, what do you think this yoke is, Ruthie? He says, um, what, why do you, why are we trying to test God by putting a yoke on these new believers that we haven't been able to handle? What is that yoke? Do you know what that is? In a yoke by that, they mean a burden. What, what, what burden are they trying to put on the believers? Like sin. Mm, what else? Tell me more about that. Sin from what? I don't know. It's hard. So that's a good guess. So what he's talking about, the yoke is all the rules. The, the Jews had all these rules and regulations that they had made up to keep the law, right? The quote unquote law. And what they're saying here is this religion through Jesus Christ is a new law and it's written on our hearts. And he's saying, no, we don't need to put all these rules and regulations. We haven't been able to keep them all. The Jews haven't been able to keep it. So why are we going to put our rules and regulations on these new believers. That's ridiculous. And so that's great. You've got Peter, the leader here, and a, and a, a Jew himself saying this. And then I love how he ends. Let's lead, read this last sentence, uh, starting right here, Ruthie. This sentence is beautiful. Listen carefully. No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. That's right. How are we saved? And this is a great thing about reading the Bible. You see how simple being a Christian is and being saved is. It's through one thing, through our Lord Jesus, that we are saved just as they are. The Jews are saved by that, and the Gentiles, the rest of us, are saved by that. So awesome there, Ruthie. Let's continue. The whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul telling about the miraculous signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. When they finished, James spoke up, Brothers, listen to me. Simon has described to us how God at first showed his concern by taking from the Gentiles a people for himself. The words of the prophets are in argument with this. As are in agreement are in agreement with this as it is written. After this, I, I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. It ruins, and I will rebuild, and I will restore it. That the remnant of men may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord who does these things that have been known for ages. So he's quoting Old Testament and basically saying, look, the the this is the same thing. He's going out to the Gentiles and the Jews. This is for everyone. All right, continue right here in verse 19. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted 
by idols from sexual immortality. Immorality. Yeah, immor so immorality there. All right. From the meat of strangled animals and from blood from Moses had been preached in every city from the earliest times and it is read in the synagogues on every Sabbath. All right. So what they do is they say, hey, look, some of the rules are just too much. We're not going to make it hard. I, I love how this, it, it, he says, in my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the D Gentiles who are turning to God. And that's the same today as it was then. When there are new believers, Ruthie, in, in Christianity, we shouldn't make Christianity hard and complex and a bunch of rules. Make it easy for them to believe in God. But there are a few rules, they say, that, my goodness, these have been preached by Moses for a long, long time. And, and those should be followed. So I'll continue here in the letter that they write. So then, and this is verse 22, then the apostles and elders with the whole church decided to choose some of their own men and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, two men who were leaders among the brothers. With them, they sent the following letter. So they wrote this letter, Ruthie. They picked a few people and they're sending right here two very elder people in the church first the number one guy um peter um oh i'm sorry they're sending paul and barnabas um so two of the the high up people there paul and barnabas are going and these other two men that are high up in the church in jerusalem so here's a letter they wrote the apostles and elders your brothers to the gentile believers in antioch syria and Cilicia. And quite frankly, this could be to us today. It says, greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you, troubling your minds by what they said. So we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friends, Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we are writing. So look, they didn't want to just send a letter. They didn't want to send just Paul and Barnabas. They wanted to send back some people from Jerusalem so everyone knew from the highest levels in the church that everyone agreed on this. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. So that's pretty straightforward, right? Don't don't eat things that are sacrificed to idols. Um, th that's some, you know, from blood, from the meat of strangled things that, and sexual immorality. I think that's pretty clear and pretty reasonable for everyone to agree to, don't you? Yeah. You, you will do well to avoid these things. Farewell. <laughs> that's a pretty short and straightforward letter, isn't it? Yeah. So again, I think that's a great way to work together as a, as a group to resolve issues as you're bringing in new cultures and new people. The men were sent off and went down to Antioch where they gathered the church together and delivered the letter. The people read it and were glad for its encouraging message. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the brothers. After spending some time there, they were sent off by the brothers with the blessing of peace to return to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch where they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord. So 
I think that's just a great example. And let's go into the finishing here and see what happens. So sometime later, so after they'd left and read the letter, Paul and Barnabas had stayed there. So it says, sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. So remember, they planted all these church in these different cities, Ruthie. And now they're saying, hey, let's go back and check on them. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. I mean, do you, do you think Christians sometimes, Ruthie, get in arguments amongst, them, amongst themselves? Not often. But... Not often, but they might. And But look, it happens. Here, and this is doing Christian work. This is doing work for God. And Barnabas wanted to take somebody, and Paul said, no, I don't, I don't like what he did to us before. Um, and it was a bitter. They, they uh, had, a, it says, a sharp disagreement, and they parted company. What do you think about that? Do you think you've ever been so mad you might separate from somebody and go different directions? Not that mad. <laughs> but do you think, what do you think about that happening in the church? Um, I mean, obviously it had to be a really big deal. Yeah. And, and look, everybody doesn't always get along. Somebody might do something and say, Hey, I want to go here. I think we should support this charity. I think we should support this ministry. And people are going to argue over what they think the best things are. And they, uh, people are passionate about things. Paul and Barnabas were passionate people and We'll find out later that they reconcile this situation, but don't think just because you're in the church that the people don't have disagreements. They do. What I love about Luke, th this is the story of the beginning of the church. He didn't just write all the rosy, nice things that happened and skip the bad stuff. He's writing everything that happened. And I think that brings mo more authenticity and credibility to what we're he reading here. But they had a sharp disagreement. And let's read what happened. So they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So that's the end. That's what we hear. So um, Paul and Silas leave together and uh, Barnabas and Mark went off on their own. So Pretty interesting, great story here, Ruthie, about how, you know, the new believers were not to be burdened. And, and people say, well, why don't we do all the rituals and things that the Jewish people did? And this is an example right here of where they decided, hey, the new Christians, the people that are coming in, don't need to follow all the traditions of the Jews. This is Jesus took the law, the burden of the law off of us, and we can live differently. Doesn't mean there's no rules, right? They said there are some rules, uh, but not all. So as we wrap up chapter, chapter 15 here, Ruthie, any thoughts, any comments on what we read today? Um, I like the verse 11. Go ahead, go ahead and read it for us. We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. That's right. All of us are saved the same way, right? All of us are saved through Jesus, whether you're Jewish, Gentile, anybody today or, or the next. Now, and, I, and what I really enjoyed was how 
you know, they, they had an issue in the church. They took it to the head of the church in Jerusalem. They came back and they had an, an answer and went and encouraged everyone. And I also love that Luke really documented not just the good things, but the challenges, the disagreements between Barnabas and, uh, and Paul, who were really close to one another and traveled all around. So we see just because you're doing work for God and you're Christian doesn't mean you can't have disagreements, but we'll find out that they find ways to reconcile and come together later. But, but this is real life and these are challenging times and they've got an important message to take forward. So, uh, anyway, just grateful for Luke and for his documentation here. So listen, thank you all of you joining us online and we'll see you next week on lessons with dad.